welcome back to episode four of GovCon Growth Bites, your source for expert advice and key strategies to grow your business one bite at a time. I'm your host, Maggie Bennett, and today I'm joined by Robert Turner, CEO of R. Turner Solutions. We're going to be talking about failure. Fun times, I know, but here is out. When is failure not a total loss? Can it even maybe ever be useful? Let's find out. But first, let me say a super quick thank you to our client of the day for providing the following feedback. Quote, I have been very impressed with you on the two CIOSB4 seminars. I watched your videos on the accelerators and your sample content was laid out very well. I was so impressed. I bought both. Thank you. And we greatly appreciate your time and support. End quote. That was from SC, the vice president of his company. We are so thankful for your time. We're thankful for your business and we're thankful for your review. Uh, To the listeners, if you want to leave us any sort of feedback on any of your favorite podcast platforms or a feedback on the services we provide on one of our other platforms, we would love to give a shout out to your company. Leave the full name of your company and we would love to, uh, to use that. And then the next five reviewers are also going to get a very special mug from R. Turner Solutions. It was hand-thrown, hand-painted, custom-designed. It's very exciting. It's very fun. We've got a bunch of colors, uh, and we would love to send one of those out to you. Uh, With that, let's get into it. Robert Turner, founder, president of R. Turner Solutions. You've been providing business development support to GovCon for 10 years. The firm recently launched a new procurement search and reporting tool called FedPipeline, seems like you guys are having a lot of fun building products and services to help clients win contracts across defense and civilian agencies. Greetings. Welcome back. Glad to be here, Maggie. Thank you. Very glad to have you. Very glad to have your years of expertise telling us some fun things. I imagine over the last decade or so, you've uh, failed once or twice. Once or twice. <laughs> but, you know, just like mom taught you, get up, dust yourself off, keep moving. Rub some dirt in it. You'll be fine. That's it. One of the best, one of the best pieces of advice I ever saw was, uh, you know, one of the keys is just stay in business. Yeah. So keep going. There you go. Uh, I remember that you were the one who decided on the title for this episode, Failing Forward. What in the world does that mean? Well, you know, we're human, right? Uh, we're never perfect. Um, you know, relationships, building projects, business, school, food, like whatever it is. Sometimes it's great. Sometimes it's okay. Sometimes it's really not really not that great sometimes. Yeah. So that's like normal, right? So then the question is, in this context where we're talking about business development, right? So what does what does my firm do? We we've been helping clients win contracts for uh, the better part of ten years. Uh, but anyone who's done work in this business uh, knows that you're going to lose. Yeah. You can't help it. Can't win everything. It's just too hard. It's too too many. Too many moving parts. Statistically, it's inevitable. You got to fail something. You're gonna, you're gonna write a losing proposal. Okay. If, if you've never, if you've never lost at anything, by the way, I need you, I need you to reach out to us. The magic formula, the potion. Yeah. Hey, we'll pay you. Know, we'll pay you to be a, a guest all the on things, our podcast. All the things. You know it. So you know you're gonna, you're gonna write a losing, you're gonna write a losing proposal. You're going to uh, launch something that's not going to work. The question is, uh, does that loss, quote unquote. Uh, add something to your firm, or was it just completely disposable? I don't know that my math teacher would like the loss equaling addition to the firm, but I, I like the the, the metaphor. Um, so, failing forward, what is what is an example of that? 
Right. So um, business development, right, where uh, where we often talk about the probability of win and we like to put a percentage to win P win. Isn't that a great term? We like to put a percentage to that. Right. So, you know, how, how much uh, what, what's my estimate on uh, the probability that all of my effort is going to bear fruit, that I can actually win this contract. And then, you know, cl- uh, different companies say, well, if my P win is above 50% or above 75%, then it's worth me making the investment in continuing the capture, writing the proposal, doing all the things, right? Okay, fine. So you've got some kind of, um, you know, notional P win there. Everybody has a different way of calculating it. Um, but uh, what happens when you lose? Even with a P1 of 75%, Even you got a 25% P- chance of Somebody's going to lose. Somebody's going to lose. In most contract situations, they're only going to award one winner. What do you do if you lose? Um, and so this whole concept of failing forward is to say uh, your greatest uh, asset, your most valuable asset uh, in business is really not money. It's really time. Mm. Uh, you can, you can waste time that you can't get back. Yeah. Like we really appreciate our listeners, uh, who tune into our podcast. Yeah. You're investing time. Uh, you appreciate this content. We appreciate you. you 20 minutes of your life. You're never going to get back. Well, right. But we're all, we, we all just spent, uh, an hour of our day. We're never going to get back. So did I invest that hour in a meaningful way? That's going to move my business forward. Okay. Did I invest in this proposal in a way that's going to move my business forward, uh, within this customer base? So let's say I invest the time. I lose the contract. There's still something I can win from this. Oh, absolutely. Tell me about it. Well, so let's work under the assumption that this loss, quote unquote, or this con- this proposal that you did not receive an award for uh, was submitted to a customer that you already have or that is in your strategic plan. You have made a purposeful decision to invest in pursuing business within a given agency or a given office within the government. Okay, so. Uh, you've now received a loss. In most situations, yes, there are exceptions. In most situations, the government will give you a debrief. Uh, Go to that debrief prepared. Ask hard, meaningful questions and try to find out why objectively you lost. What was it about your technical proposal, your management plan, your recruiting, your key personnel, your price, um, whatever it may be? What was it about that that they did not like? And try to look at it objectively and then come back to your team and pass that information on, right? Log that into your system. Record that. Save that. Um, use that to help your firm move forward. And then uh, I really would say if, if this was a strategic bid within a strategic client, don't think of it as a loss that you should now ignore and never come back to. Think of it as an investment. You've now invested in pursuing business with this customer. Yep. You've built relationships pursuing business with this customer. Yep. Relationships with the government, relationships with other peers in industry, relationships with consultants. You've probably built a team, so now you have industry partners. Well, why does it have to stop just because you didn't win the, this first contract? Right. 
Can you take those and move them somewhere else? Or move every them con, most every con, right? You know, our uh, God bless our government, right? It keeps <laughs> growing and it's never shrinking. So bigger and bigger and more dollars. Bigger and bigger and bigger. So uh, most most programs and most contracts continue, right? So they did this one. It's got a three to five year lifespan or period of performance, which means they're going to need to recompete this. Right. Or what if the person that they liked ended up not being so great? Right. Maybe it'll be sooner than five years. Well, right. What happens if the people they awarded it to, well, maybe they failed greater than you did, right? I mean, what's worse, failing to get an award or actually getting the award and then failing to keep your customer happy and, um, you know, uh, take care of your customer? So that could be a situation, right? Do you plan to be in business in five years? I plan to be in business in five years. I don't know about you. I mean, we're going to be in business in five years. So what we did five years ago. Can inform. Well, not only that, if I'm I'm growing a GovCon firm and uh, I bid a contract three years ago, it's coming up for bid pretty soon, either now or maybe in a couple of years or whatever the case may be, right? So are you tracking the bids that you lost or these investments in uh, your customer base? Because that's really what they are. You've invested time building relationships, building a team, pursuing business, developing solutions, writing a proposal, all that stuff. I mean, the the very few, you know, here's another thing I've found, quite honestly, very few of us really add up and monetize and, and, and try to quantify the entire investment we've made in a particular customer. Yeah. It's not just the cash I spent on the consultant. It's not just the money I paid my business development team. I mean, it goes much, much beyond that, right? I mean, I'll look at everything you've done internally and externally to uh, pursue this piece of business. That's an investment of your time and, and your uh, resources with that you have within your company that you're stewarding, that you're planting in the ground, that you're hoping will bear fruit. Okay, well, you did not get an immediate contract award, but now you've got an investment that you can put in the ground and you can water it and you can fertilize it and you can take care of it and you make sure the sun shines on it and you can grow that thing so that as uh, that contract comes back up for recompete, you're in a better position three to five years from now than you are today when you uh, did not receive an award uh, to do that, assuming that the business you're pursuing is within a strategic customer base that you plan to keep coming back to, right? So it can inform the next time you bid this, can also inform the next proposal you write or the next opportunity you're bidding within that same customer base. You've now learned a lot about how they look at proposals, how they evaluate vendors, what they care about. That should inform the next uh, proposal you write. Excellent. That's solid advice. I'm hearing a few echoes of an earlier episode when we talked about asking hard questions. And some of that is echoing into here too, where you need to to look at the work you've done and look at what you submitted that didn't win and ask the hard questions of like, people don't, you know, what people think of this as, as my baby. And like, why was my baby ugly? My baby's not ugly. You're just took it, you know, don't take it personally, That's but to, right. uh, to ask those hard questions and glean good information from the debrief, glean, uh, you know, some opportunities of how you can, can use this, these things that you've invested, uh, potentially repurpose a few things, move the ball forward, come back to this and, uh, and look again at the opportunity as it circles back in a few years from now. Absolutely. Love that. Absolutely. Um, do you have, uh, any personal examples of a failure that you then kind of took, took into a, a positive place? 
Yes, one of the best examples I've got is uh, actually a good friend of mine who uh, started his business about the same time I started mine, and uh, his uh, customer that he had come to to build relationships with in a previous life was Naval Sea Systems Command, part of the U.S. Navy. Uh, and uh, this was a company that – this was an agency that he invested in. This is where uh, he knew folks. This is where he knew people in government. It's where he knew people in industry. This is where he spent his time uh, pursuing business. And uh, this this good friend of mine invested a lot in a lot of losing proposals uh, over the years. Um uh, lost a lot on price, lost in competitions, ended up being lowest price when they were, were really not advertised that way, um, and uh, really worked hard and had the battle scars for it. And um, over five to seven years, uh, eventually won one of the largest small business set-asides that this particular customer nice. lets uh, and put on the street. And he did that because he stayed in the game with a with a particular customer and learned what it took to compete and to win. And you can't do that if you're spread out. So if you look at the landscape of government as if I can I can do the same work for the Navy and the Army and the Air Force and the Agriculture Department and Department of Interior and Veterans Affairs and all that, like they all buy what I do so I can sell that to everybody. Well, maybe, maybe, but the truth is, is that all of those customers have different needs. They have different people, and they look at the world. Different bureaucracy, different plans, completely different. different. And so, it's very hard as a small business, uh, specifically, to be all things to all people. And even as you look at the larger firms, they set up divisions to service particular customers. Right. They don't use one division to serve uh, the entire uh, government uh, base. Brilliant. So your friend worked really hard, invested a lot, lost a ton, but because he was focused rather than, ah, I didn't win. I'm going to go play over here in a different sandbox. He focused and he won massively at the end of the massively. Yeah. Fantastic. I love that. So in contrast to your very wise friend, uh, failing forward magnificently, what does it look like generally to, for a failure to be a deeper loss than it has to be? What does failing backwards look like? Uh, you know, it means, it means overestimating your capability and writing a proposal for a customer that, uh, that maybe you don't have for a capability that, um, may not even be core to you, but just look like I could do that. And so I, you know, I did it, but I can't, I can't use that again. I can't, you know, that was not a good investment of time and resource, right? And then when you lost it, you just throw it away. Yeah. Or, um, you know, other great examples and, and we see this as a firm all the time. Uh, clients come to us, they want us to help them get on a contract vehicle, whether it's a GSA government-wide vehicle, it's an agency IDIQ, uh, it's an agency BPA, uh, and we help them get on that, but then they don't invest in winning task order, in, in bidding task orders, they don't continue to build their team, they don't continue to invest, right? So it's it's kind of like planting your garden in the spring and then expecting that, you know, by the time summer comes around, hey, there's going to be fruit. Well, hey, if you don't tend that garden, yeah, absolutely, the birds might come, the rabbits might come, the deer might come, the weather might blow it away. Like, I mean, my goodness, right? You won't have anything but old, wilted, dead plants, <laughs> right? Um, and uh, these contract vehicles are the same way. It's 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 one thing to to get a contract vehicle award. It's another thing to 
receive actual dollars awarded on that thing. And uh, that's an example of failing backwards. If you make an investment in a vehicle um, and don't receive any contract awards for it, why make the investment in the first place? Absolutely. I mean, another example of failing backwards was when I helped a client get a uh, GSA um, federal supply schedule, uh, professional services, the old Mobis schedule, and uh, receive the award. And that's not hard to do. Of course, you can, you know, getting a GSA schedule is a, is a fairly straightforward process. Uh, but what this friend failed to do, what this client failed to do was to look at his customer base and ask the question, does my customer base buy what I sell using this contract vehicle? Oh no. Guess what? They didn't. They don't. Uh, they don't. So he invested they, all that in getting the vehicle only. And it's not even useful. Well, right. And you know, for those who know about GSA schedules, uh, if, if you don't win awards, they will, they will take your schedule away. Yeah. They only want uh, vendors on schedule who who are winning contract, driving business, making it useful. Bummer. And this happens. It does. This happens. This, uh, you know, and so that was a good lesson, right? Which is look ahead and make your investments where they're going to bear fruit. Yeah. Uh, and it makes no sense to invest in a contract vehicle right. that's not going to put right. – Right on the table. I mean, it's cool to get the vehicles. It's cool to put it on your website. Hey, I have this vehicle and I have this vehicle and I have this vehicle. But if it's not actually going to win you business and it's not what your clients really use, then what are you doing? Exactly. So we've talked a little bit about failing forward, failing backwards. What are some of the practical tips for tracking these losses and these lessons learned and how to look forward? What would you do with that specifically? So one of the one of the easy things I would do is that in your CRM system or if you're using a spreadsheet to track your bids, um, I would create an investment tab. I wouldn't call it a loss tab because I think that uh, you know words do matter, right? And 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 you you're you're building a culture within your firm. Build a culture of um, success and investment. Don't build a culture out of losing. Yeah. We're, very few firms are going to win more more proposals than they lose. And dwelling on their losses. You're, and, and, and by seeing all these losses that pop up, well, let's not think of them always as losses. Let's think of at least some of them as investments. So build a tab in your pipeline system or in your spreadsheets to track these investments. Um, and then build, put action to those. Okay. Uh, you know, continue to nurture and care for them uh, and then see how they can bear fruit uh, downstream. That'd be one thing I could, I, I, I would really recommend. Second thing is, uh, look at your, look at your target customer base and consider if it's too, uh, too broad. Okay. It's very rarely too narrow, but oftentimes it can get too broad. Okay. So you can say, uh, you know, I have, uh, I have both DOD and civilian government customers and, you know, in the DOD, I'm at the Army, the Navy, and the Air Force, and in civilian government, I'm in uh, agriculture and Veterans Affairs and HHS and uh, Treasury. That's a lot of different places. Well, but I only have $4 million worth of revenue. <laughs> so am I really in all those places? Yeah. Or, or am I trying to create the illusion that I'm bigger than I really am? Sure. Well, there are reasons for that, but just consider and just and just look at you know your business and and narrow your focus 
and and make your investments uh, in a serial fashion rather than in parallel so that they build upon one another. And then as they build upon one another, you're, you, you water, fertilize, till, and care for the same garden patch over and over, uh, you're, you're much more likely to, to bear fruit. Excellent. Love those tips. And I like this recurring gardening thing. I feel like it's spring here today. We finally got past all the wetness and the weather. Uh, so why, why aren't more people doing this? These are great tips. Why is this not happening all over the place? So I think that issue is really, um, kind of has two facets to it. Uh, one, it's too tempting to chase shiny objects that pop up from all kinds of different places. Right. Squirrel. Uh, it's, it's too easy to do that. Right. So I, I build success in a particular agency and then, Hey, somebody calls me and I, Oh, let's go over here. Yeah. And, and saying no to that can be very hard. Right. Uh, second real problem that I think we have is, uh, very few or, or fewer and fewer, uh, companies build a culture that encourages, um, most members of their business development team to stick around for years. So it's uh, hard to look down at that three to five, 10 year plan if you're not going to necessarily. Well, right. And so, you know, the deals that your business development lead worked on for the last two years, uh, many of them that he lost, if he doesn't stick with your firm and he goes somewhere else, he's going to take those with him sure. because those are investments that he's made yep. or she has made. Those are uh, relationships that they have that they're going to take with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so all of that intellectual capital is gone. Um, and, and that may be okay. Uh, but now you're bringing in a new uh, set of people or you're retooling your business development strategy. And now uh, are those investments being cared for right. or are they just losses that just go in the dust pile? Right. right. So I think in order to really monetize these investments and to get, get fr- bear fruit from them mm-hmm. over time takes consistency. I think it takes consistency in, in effort and in management, but, uh, also, I think, you know, staff is a is a key part yeah, of that. Treat your people well. Yeah. Treat them well. Uh, well, I really appreciate your time. I would love to uh, ping the listener really quick. Where can where can they find you? Hey, uh, our domain's pretty easy. rturner.net. Uh, I'm on LinkedIn. Uh, we're on Twitter. Um, yeah. Reach out to us. Comment on this platform where you where you hear your podcast and we'd be happy to uh, to get back in touch. Excellent. It's easy to get connected with us. It's easy to leave feedback. And just a quick reminder, uh, I'd love to give a shout out to your company on another episode, as well as send a mug to the first uh, five people on a given platform. They really are good looking. We have them in green, purple, blue, and black. And they're really, they're really cool. They're not your standard coffee mugs. A good mug. I feel like you really need to be able to hold the handle in your whole hand. And a lot of mugs just like puny little handles. Anyway, they're beautiful. Um, With all that, uh, get in touch with us. We'd love to talk to you. How about we call it a day and get back to work? All right, Maggie, thanks very much. Great time, Robert.